Okay, good evening. Hope everyone is doing well. Tonight we'll be learning Maseches Psachim, Daf Kuf Yud Gimel. We are starting uh, about two thirds, three fourths of the way down on Kuf Yud Beis, Amud Beis. And we're starting with the words, Shlosha Dvarim Siva Ribiosi. It's about eight or nine lines down in the wide lines in the uh, old school Surah Sadaf. The first word on the line is Vihuchzak. We said, So we're going to be learning a lot about what the Chachamim gave as guidance to either their Talmidim or to people around them, their children, whatever the case may be. We have a lot of ground to cover, so I'll try to move um, at, a, uh, at a reasonable pace. You're not allowed to go out alone at night. One cannot stand undressed in front of a candle. You cannot go into a new bathhouse because it may, it may break down. The building may collapse. For the first 12 months. Why this versus any other building? So if you've ever done any of these archaeological tours, you'll see that the way that they built bathhouses was that there was a big open space under the floorboards. They would boil water underneath and the floor would get hot and the room would get hot and everyone would sweat. That's kind of the, the way that it was built. So the floors were not as well built as it would be in a house. That's why there was more concern there. Next, one should not be undressed in front of a candle. The Tanya, because the Brisa writes, this uh, Gemara says that the, in a Brisa that a person who's undressed in front of a candle, it can bring about epilepsy. If a, if a couple is intimate uh, in a room that has light in it, as well, if that is a Tash Mashamita that leads to conception, then that too can lead to children who have, who have epilepsy. If a couple is intimate while they have a, a young child, a baby that is sleeping on that same bed that the couple is in, then uh, then that child can be, uh, God forbid, they could have uh, some form of epilepsy. That's only true if he's within, if he's not yet a year old. If he's already a year old, then there's no problem at all. That's only true if he's uh, sleeping by the feet of the bed. That's if the baby is resting by the feet of the bed. But if the baby is sleeping at the top of the bed where the pillows go, so less we know, of course, in Shulchan Aruch, you're supposed to have your bed supposed to be north, uh, north, south. All, the, all these shilas in the post. Game, what's the right way to orient your beds? Okay, not for now. It's only true when, when a, the baby is not touched at any point. But if the baby is touched at some point, then there's no problem at all. We said, ten lines from the bottom, that a person should not go out alone at night to Tanya because the bride said, one should not go out at night, not on Tuesday nights and not on Friday nights. Sheigris bas machlas. This is the name of a, of a female shade. Sheigris bas machlas. That's a night when she's present. Ushmona esrei ribo, and a very large number. Ushmona esrei ribo. Shalmalache chabala yotzin. They are all out and about on those nights, Tuesday nights and Friday nights. So that's what the Gemara says that you're not supposed to go out that night. On those two nights, it used to be that these types of shadim were not only out Tuesday nights and Friday nights, they were out all the time. But one time, this Igris Bas Machlas bumped into Chanina Ben Dosa. She, the, the demon, demoness, is that a word? I don't know. The female demon said to Rabbi Chanina Ben Dosa, If they didn't announce about you, Rabbi Chanina Ben Dosa, up in Shamayim, quote, Be careful, don't bug him. He's a big Tamachacham. Don't mess with, with Rabbi Chanina Ben Dosa and don't mess with his Torah. I would have put your life in danger. 
Amar la, Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa doesn't need our approbation. He was a very smart, uh, knowledgeable person who had the Chachmas Torah. So he quickly bites back. Amar la, he says to, to Igris Bas Machlas, if I'm such a hush of a guy upstairs, well, I'm going to use my power to get you out of the way. Sorry, you're out. You're fired. Goodbye. You're no more, you no longer have a role um, as, uh, as Igris Bas Machlas, as a demon. Uh, so she says back, she says, come on, this is a phrase we've seen in Shas before, please, uh, please, I beg of you, leave me a little bit of space to do my work, and Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa, for reasons that we will not see in the Gemara, you have to see the Rishonim, the Maharals, and the different Mari Makomos here to understand what is going on here on the level way deeper than the one we're reading here, he left for her, Leili Shabasos Velele Revi'ios. Uh, he said, uh, fine, fine, on, uh, on all nights of the week, you're not allowed, except for Tuesday nights and Friday nights when you are allowed. So some of them, unfortunately, point out, because those nights were the least frequent for travel, Friday night. Obviously, Tuesday night was the dead middle of the week, so it was just le- less likely for people to travel. And... Um, uh, the Mephorshim go through and explain because Wednesday people were traveling to, vet, to cities that had a Batei Din for Thursday, Batei Din, because the Batei Din met on the days when the Torah was done. So a whole demon to get into every day of the week. Sunday they were traveling for Monday, Tuesday they didn't travel. Wednesday they were traveling for Thursday. And by the time you were you got to Friday, it was, it was, you were, were going to go for Shabbos. But so Friday nights and Tuesday nights were the quietest nights of the week. And that's why uh, he gave her those nights. Three lines from the bottom of the Sucha, the Zimna. Another time, Paga Bey Be'abaye. The... Um, um, Igris Bas Machlas bumped into Abaye Amrale. She said to him, Had they not spoken about you in Shamayim Abaye, she said to him, Had they not said about you, quote, two lines from the bottom, he's Ruben Achmeni, famous. We know this that Abaye had a couple of names. He was raised by Rabbi Bar Nachmeni. It was a little hard to tell. Was his name Nachmeni? Was his name Abaye? Avashem. We've spoken about this a number of times. He's Ruben Achmeni, Uvisoraso. So in Shamayim, this shade, uh, Igros Bas Machla, she heard that he was a special guy, so you're not supposed to mess around. So then, Hava uh, Sakantich, I would have, uh, would have endangered you. So then, Omar So here, she doesn't bite back, because there's not much left to say. And as it turns out, um, according to Sama Forshim, therefore, we don't have to worry about these nights as, as we travel, because by Rabbi Chanina ben Dos, Rabbi Chanina Gedosa gave a dispensation that you can you can show up on Tuesday nights and on Friday nights. But Abaye didn't seem to do that. So asks the Gemara last line, we know already that people, Taka, do have these problems on those nights. We see that there are problems. So answers the Gemara as we turn to the top of Kufi Gemara, Amr Aleph, Amrei, Hani Gaziyasa Ninhu Deshamte Susya, Ba'asu Dovrei Lehu. There were these pathways that the demons uh, used to use, and their horses would run through the pathways, and they'd have to go back into the city through these pathways to get the horses. So that the only time after Abayas' conversation with Igros Bas Machlas, the only time that there was a problem was when the horses of the demons ran back into the city, and they would go get their own horses. Again, there's this is all homily. This is all uh, very, very deep Torah, uh, but that is what the Gemara says here. Okay, let's continue. We're on the top of Kuf Yud Gimel Amud Aleph. Don't live in a city where horses don't make the sounds that they normally make. In a place where dogs don't bark. And don't live in a city where the leader of the city is a doctor. One should not marry two women, but if you are going to marry more than one, and if you're going to marry two, it's better to marry three three women than it is to marry two, because uh, the Gemara's assumption here, based on the Mephorshim, is that, is that if a man is married to two women, so then it'll, if there's ever like a big fight, it's always going to be two against one. But they, the assumption is that if there's three wives, that at least one of them will be on your side. 
Very uh, interesting Gemara. Okay, that's what the Gemara says. It doesn't make a difference because of Cherem Rabbeinu Gershom that in our communities, we don't allow for people to marry two wives. Uh, though there are communities around the world where it is allowed. And uh, we know from, from Tanakh that the second wife is referred to as a tzira. Uh, the second wife is referred to as a tzira, that she's referred to as the one who causes me, causes me pain. Amar lei rav le rav kahana. Hafoch benevelta. It's no problem if you want to take an animal and flip it around and uh, go here, go there, take the animal and change its direction. No problem. But when you talk, the words that come out of your mouth, those you can't mess around with. You have to make sure that you say what you mean and you mean what you say and you can't. You, you, that's that's going to be your um, that's going to be your currency with others is to make sure that your words are clear. You should also be willing to do a job one as simple as skinning uh, an animal in the shuk in order to get a to get a salary. One should not have a busha to have a uh, a, a job that even in their mind is beneath them. Don't say kahana ana. My name is Rav Kahana. Vegavre Rabba ana. I'm so great. The sanya, the sanya bimilsa. This is some the kind of work that I hate. This is beneath me. Uh, it is not the, not the right way to do it. When one goes up to even to the roof, not that far away, you should bring some food with you. Bring that which will serve you. Bring some food with you. This would even be true if you can get 100 gourds for one, for uh, for a zoo's. Even if food is super cheap, you could easily pick it up in the marketplace. Still, always bring food with you wherever you go. Um, and uh, you should your food should be hidden under the, the corners of your clothing. Under the corners, that's where your that's where your food should be. Keep it in your pockets, basically. Continues the Gemara. We're about a third of the way down. Amar le a little bit less. Amar le rav sama. Do not drink drugs. So the Mephoshimir explained that we're talking about even drugs that are regular routine drugs, not even things that are necessarily uh, dangerous or addictive, but you should try not to have an emotional dependency on these things as well. If you can avoid taking the medication, you should avoid taking the medication. You should not jump over a stream. One should not remove a tooth unless it's, of course, absolutely required, but but often tooth pain can go away. So we know we have a lot more science nowadays. We can take an x-ray, we can have a, a dentist's exam, we can see that there's a cavity, we can see that the root is dead. We have so much more technology. So this Gamar is not we saying, what? We have film, we have x-ray, yeah, you can see what's going on. You'll know exactly if the dentist, you, you'll see everything and then you're done, you can just decide. And as well, and I would imagine that this is not one of the things that needs to be taught, but we live in a strange culture. Don't provoke snakes. It's not a good idea. One should also not provoke an, uh, an Aramean to make sure that we don't uh, cause for problems with other nations. And by snakes, I mean Democrats. <laughs> How am I supposed to respond to that? I don't know what I'm supposed to say right now. Tonu Rabbanan, the rabbis have taught us. Shalosha, ain miskanen bohen. There are three three groups that you should not provoke. Let's see if one of your if yours makes the, the list, Yehuda. The Eluhain, Nachri Katan, the Nachash Katan, the Talmud Katan. To a, a young person of the other nations, the Nachash Katan, a small snake, the Talmud Katan, all of them have long memories. My Taima, the Malchusaihu Achore Udnaihu This is like a colloquialism that their Malchus, their leadership is behind their ears. In other words, it's uh, in the future, it's down the road. Why ears? And some of the Mephorshim speak that out. The point is, is that they, they have long memories. Children, uh, when they're mistreated as children and you're the one who mistreated them, they, they hold the memory. They remember it for forever, usually. So that's what the Gemara says. And the Gemara continues. 
Rav says to his son, tough conversation to have with a child. I tried to teach you a lot of Torah. And I, I wasn't successful in doing so. So you got to go get a job. Not everyone's fit to sit in kolal all day. You got to go get a job. So says Rav to his son, I'm going to teach you um, the ways of the world. When the sand is still on your feet, you should sell your goods. Namely, if you go out and you buy merchandise, you should sell it right away. Don't keep stock. You got to sell it right away. Anything in general when you sell, yeah, you may have some regrets when you sell it because the market could change right after you sell it. Your profit margins can go down. The value of the dollar can fluctuate. So many things can change. So on anything, it's normal to have some type of regret. However, but when it comes to wine, whatever it is, you have to sell it when, uh, when you get it because it goes bad very quickly. Now, we also know now that we have wines that have aged for many years. We've probably got a much more masterful technique with the fermenting process. We've got it down to a rigid, clear science. Our wines, when they're kept properly and they're in a sealed barrel or in a cork bottle can last for years. And that's totally fine. But their wines were not like that. Their wines could go bad pretty quickly. And we know that they could be mischametz. They could, they could turn into vinegar. So therefore, even if the price went up tomorrow, who's to say your wine would have been good tomorrow? So don't have any regrets when you are getting rid of your wine. Shri kisayich. First, open your um, open the cash register to get paid and then give over your product. Don't, don't give the product and then expect the person to pay. First, um, first you should collect your funds. It's better to work closer to the ground for one unit for a cob than it is to work on the roof for a kur, which is 180 times larger than before Shim here explained. Love Dafka floor versus roof. It maybe it's close to home versus far from home. Uh, your profit margins have to make sense. You have to make sense in regards to how far you have to travel. I spoke to someone today. There they spend their full. They leave early Monday morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all day. I think until Thursday too. They're in another state in another city, uh, being a doctor, and then they come home for the next few days of the week. So it's very difficult. It's not a judgment. It's just very difficult. So I don't know how this would play in with that. Is that appropriate? Yeah, maybe yes, no, maybe I don't know. So that's what the Gemara says here: is that it's better to to have uh, one 180th of what you could have made if you are then close to home. Tamra bechaluzach sudna rahib. If you get a significant amount of dates in the basket. Uh, the, the dates, the fruit of dates, then those were used to make beer. You should go straight to the sat, the Sudna. Uh, the Sudna is a beer maker. Rahit, you should run there. So says the Gemara Vad Kama, how much is considered an amount where you should all of a sudden run there? Even for as little as three saw. That is the appropriate amount. And that's because these dates are going to be great for making beer. And beer is a drink that everybody drinks. So you're going to have a good profit margin. It's a good business model. Remember, Rob is giving Ivo some business techniques. Amara Papa, ilo diramoy shikhra, lo iasri. If not for the fact that I was a beer brewer, I would never have become rich. In Ika de Amre, it wasn't him, but it was rather Rav Chizda. Amara Rav Chizda says, that had it not been that I was a beer brewer, so then I would not have become rich. My sudna, what does the word sudna mean? We said it means a beer brewer. Answers the Gemara with a fascinating answer. It's a wonderful secret and it enables gemilus chasadim. What does that mean? It means that it's a profitable business to be a beer brewer. And then once you make all of the proceeds, you can help people with your money. 
So the Sefer HaChinuch writes this, that people are, we, we, we have to live not within our means of what we make in our check. For those of us who make exorbitant amounts of money or even more than we need is probably a better way to say it. We make more than we need. So the extra, the Sefer HaChinuch speaks about this, goes to others. That wasn't meant for us. It was meant for others. So that's not just Meister. Sometimes you have to give more. And we know that one should not give more than than, than 20%, but even there, there are coolest to that as well, individuals versus organizations. These are Shilas in the post game. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like the, they say about Warren, Warren Buffett all the time that he's going to be giving away like 99% of his wealth. Okay, so that's the hashkafa, at least, of, of helping others to make sure that that which is really extra for you after you've taken care of your needs should go to others, a very, very high level. Uh, not one that I'm familiar with, but it's a, a very high level. So that's what sodna, gmilis chasad, that's why sodna, sudna, the beer business is a good business because it enables that person to uh, to do gmilis chasad. More. Um, every every time you have an invoice out, you need to collect on it. If something was sold on credit, so then we're not sure if the money is going to come in. If the money will come in, if the money will be low, that it will not come in. And even when it does, maybe they'll pay you with garbage coins. Our uh, currency system is not built like this necessarily. Unless, I'm, I guess, if somebody paid you a million dollars in pennies, I guess that would be an equivalent of what the Gemara is talking about. If they give you a garbage coin, they may pay you with bad coins. Okay, so that's what the Gemara says here, uh, that credit is not as simple. Of course, we know that things are very, very different now with technology, because if you as an organization, so let's say I work for the OU, if somebody swipes a credit card to the OU, yes, as it relates to the person, it's credit. As it relates to us, it's money in the bank. So it's, it's totally... Right, the mindset is different. The, the lending part is not on our end. We're, we were the recipients. We got paid. So the family who, who makes the donation, they they have credit, outstanding credit that they have to pay a bill for. That's between them and the visa company and Chase, whoever it is. But for me, for the OU, for whoever, for the organization, that money cleared already. So that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a real credit. You know, we, we tell someone, I trust you to pay me back in a few weeks. That's what we're talking about. There are three things that Rav Yochanan said in the name of those who are the men of Yerushalayim. You're better off being of the final platoons of the war instead of the earlier platoons of the war. So that when the war is over, that you will be able to get back to your city first. I don't know how this plays out. Uh, I don't, we know the famous story of David and Bathsheba. We'll see a little bit more about David and Bathsheba tonight. That... Uh, he sent out Uriah to the front lines. So that's not so Pasha. Like, how does all of this work out? That's why the Gemara that says that, it's very difficult Gemaras because you put Uriah in the front lines. It's more dangerous. Is the Gemara here saying that it's about dangerous? It's just saying about strategy. So uh, tough Gemara to understand. And as well, he said, something that we learned about yesterday in regards, or two days ago, or if I can't remember anymore. Uh, yeah, that was last night. I say Shabbat, what? Yesterday. I say, that was Rabbi Akiva. I say Shabbat, but even then we said you have to make Kasa the Harsna, some type of fish, and continues the Anche Yerushalayim, that you should do business with people who are who are having a, a good stretch, that they're in a, they're, they're in a good stride. Shlosh, what? Yeah, also, uh, also a repeat. The language was a little different, but it's very close, yeah. Levi says in the name of the men of or some say because of the story of David and Bathsheba. So he uh, he saw Bathsheba 
if it was Gunos, that's where she was bathing. He was standing on the roof and saw her bathing in her yard, but because he was from an elevated place, it's, uh, he was able to see more and he shouldn't have been able to see her. And that led to uh, the, all the dominoes that then uh, that then felt very complicated. So Altarbe Veganos, either a reference to her, or Vegagos, a reference to him, Mishumaisa Shehoya, Bitcha, Bagra, Shachrer, Avdecha, Vetenla. If one's daughter reaches Bagras, which is 12 and a half years from the time she reaches uh, Bas Mitzvah, so that's the ideal time, or it was at that time, the ideal time for a girl to marry at the age of 12. And if she got to 12 and a half, she was a Bogera. So then the halacha was Shachrer, Avdecha, Vetenla. So then the halacha is that if a person has an Eved, an Eved, Ibri, they should free the slave and then allow that slave to marry her. Um, and that's, that would be the appropriate big shayla in the, in the Rishonim here is how does that work? It's Nisr Darais to be Meshach or your Evet. Okay, the Gemara go, the Rishonim go through. What? How can it be a Kanani? I don't know. I didn't look that from Yisr. I don't know. Okay, but it must be. Uh, but how does that work then? It's to a Gerus. Yeah, it could be that as well. Could just be that. But I know I know that some of the Rishonim were bothered by the Mitzias of being Meshachar or Evan. Okay. And one should be careful with his wife as it relates to their first son in law. What does that mean? So says the Gemara, what does that mean? My timeline, machlokes. We're afraid of, uh, of something inappropriate happening. He says that we're afraid that in order to make the daughter happy, to make her daughter happy, the wife is going to spend a lot of money on the new son-in-law to make sure that he's happy so that, that her daughter is happy. And says the Gemara, both of them are valid concerns. Let's continue. We are almost at the bottom of the page, six, seven lines from the bottom. of Yochanan Shlosha Minocha Leha Olam Haba. There are three, um, th- it just says three, three groups, three people, three ideas. Minocha Leha Olam Haba from those who will inherit the next world. Eluhain Hadar Be'eretz Yisrael. One who lives in Eretz Yisrael will, will be Minocha Leha Olam Haba. We know from elsewhere in Shas that a person should try to live in Eretz Yisrael, if they have a halachic reason to not live here, or whatever, logistics, business, whatever, there are reasons to live outside of Eretz Yisrael, but, it, but if one does live there, then they are minoch ha'olam haba, amagad al Torah, people who raise their children to study Torah. Um, I would imagine this doesn't only mean uh, day school, it also means day school, but it means on top of that to give our children a sense of the geshmak of what you're all doing right now, of leaving your homes and being kuveit, and your kids know that you're not there, they know you're not there, and that's a itself a message. People who make havdalah on wine on Motzei Shabbos. What is this last one? Says the Gemara, that if a person leaves over wine uh, from Kiddush for the sake of havdalah, the, so the Rishonim here explained that there was just a limited amount of wine, and because there was a limited amount of wine, you thought about it to make sure that the havdalah was done appropriately. There are three um, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks positively upon them every day. Al-Ravak Hadar Bikrach Ve'enochote. A Ravak is a, a, a single man, a, a, someone who's not yet married, and he lives in a city. Ve'enochote, and he doesn't do anything inappropriate. Ve'al-Oni Hamachzir Aveda Leve'aleha. You have a poor person 
who, even though they're so poor and they found a lost item, but because halachically they were obligated to do a Shavas that's a harder mitzvah for them because they don't have a lot of belongings. So they found, let's say, a, a wallet that had $10,000 in it, but it had someone's name on it. So that's not right. You should be doing a Shavas because there's Simon in there. It's Pasha that that doesn't belong to you. So that's another one. And the third one is Ve'al Ashir HaMe'aser Peirosa Bitsina. Um, a person who's very wealthy, who does Meiser in a, in a private setting. These are the kinds of people that are, that are being referenced here. So Rav Safra, Rav HaKadar B'Krachava. Rav Safra was one of those kinds of people. He was a single person, a single man. He lived in the city, and Lechora, he wasn't Chote. So says the Gemara, Tani Tana Kameh De Rav Safra. This Brisa was taught in front of Rav and Rav Safra, and Rav Safra was thrilled. So Abu Panav, the Rav Safra, is like, Givaldaka, that's me. I'm a single guy. I'm not yet married. And uh, I, I don't, I'm not chote. So uh, Rava pulls out the carpet from under him. Amar lo Rava, sorry, this doesn't apply to you. Lav kigon mar. This doesn't apply to you, but rather it applies to the following more extreme scenario. Ela kigon rav chanina veravoshia. Dahabu ushkefi be'ara. They were uh, shoe repairmen in Eretz and in Eretz Yisrael. And their office, their 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 little shop, was in a place where the zonos, where all of the the the, the zonos were sitting, all the prostitutes were. That was where their shop was. They were even making shoes for them, uh, for their own for their own livelihood. And these women would enter their shop, not dressed modestly. Inhu mistakle behu. The women would look at the men, but Rabbi Hanin and Ravoshia, they kept their head down the whole time. So that, those are the people about whom the Gemara was saying that if you're a Ravak, if you're a bachelor, if you're not yet married and you and you, you don't violate any of theirs, it applies in that. That's already a very complicated scenario. It's Yosef Atzadik, it's every day, it's constant exposure. So a couple of things that are very important is we have to understand first the natural psychology is that we should not put ourselves in that scenario because that's a tough scenario. Second of all, if you are in that scenario, very difficult to succeed. That's what the Gemara is implying here. That's Yosef HaTzadik. That's why Yosef got the Tzadik title because he was exposed to Aisha's Potiphar on the regular. And we have to make sure to avoid scenarios that are complicated like that. In fact, these women were so impressed with them that whenever they would say, I promise in the name of, they would do it in honor of these Rabbanim. When they would make a neder, they would say it in the following, These holy rabbis, I promise in the name of the holy rabbis, these guys, Rav Oshia and Rav Hanina, they were, they were taken by the, by, the, by the amazing mindset that the person, of, well, my Rebbe gave this to me as Eitzad in regards to education, teaching women, never make any references to anything physical about them, even the most innocuous of things, new glasses, new, nothing, don't talk, nothing. No physical references whatsoever. And it's like another geder that keeps, and that's like, this is the extreme version of that. And it's a beautiful idea just to keep the appropriate boundaries. Says the Gemara, Shlosha Kodesh Baruch There are three people that a Kodesh Baruch Hu loves. Someone who doesn't ever get angry. Someone who doesn't, does not get drunk. Mine is the halachic times where it's appropriate to drink. Someone who is not makbed on their, on their own mitos. They are a little bit, uh, they're gamish. They're able to kind of go with the flow a little bit. There are three that are Kodesh Baruch Hu Someone who is a hypocrite. They, they say X and they do Y. And it's not by accident. That, that's, their, that's their profile. A person who knows Edus about his friend. 
and he does not testify. testify. And someone who does see their friend do something that's inappropriate, promiscuous, it's not right, something that they should, should not have done, and you know about it, but you're made as a yachid. That's also, you're not allowed to be made as a yachid. That's a pasuk in Chumash. You're not allowed to be made as a yachid because that's just called uh, either moti shem or lashon hara, depending on whether or not it's true. It's not allowed to be done. Uh, there was a story of a, of a man named Tuvia. Uh, one a person named Zigud came to give testimony. And they came into the Bezdin and to the they said uh, in front of Rav Papa, one guy, Zigud, by himself said, I saw that Tuvia did something wrong. So says the Gemara, the guy who came in to give testimony, he got lashes, he got malkos, he did something wrong. So Amar Lai, Zigud said to Rav Papa, Tuvia Chatav is Zigud Mingad. I came in here to tell you that somebody else made a mistake. Why am I the one getting the punishment? Amar Lay, yeah, in, because you violated a Pasuk in the Torah. The Pasuk says, Lo that's, that's us, sir. You're not allowed to give testimony as one person. Your testimony is invalid as one person. And now all you've done is speak negatively about another person. So that's us. You're all by yourself. So shame Rabbi Alma, come up, All you did was, was slander the guy. You didn't, that's not helpful. You didn't do anything, right? Yes, of course. The Gimel Hakadosh Baruch Hu Sona, and there are three that Hakadosh Baruch Hu hates him, and it, it should be the case that you should give aidus. But if you're the only one there, you got to shut your mouth. You're not allowed to talk about it. That's lashon hara. You're not allowed to do that. It says the Gemara, Amar Bar Rav Yitzchak, Amar Rav Mutter Lisanoso. In a case like this, there's it's mutter to 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 have sina, to have hatred toward this person not the person per se, but to the Maisa that the person did, that's an important He'ara, that when we say that there's a heter for Sina, it doesn't mean Sina outright that you're, you're a terrible person. It means we try to separate out the individual from what they did. And as we have to see what, what all of this means, we're going to learn a little bit more about this now. We know, of course, if you see the donkey of your chamor uh, the donkey of your enemy, and it's being crushed by the burden. So we said that you should you should uh, certainly help him. So says the Gemara as follows: My sone, who is the person who you hate? Ilema sone nachri. If you want to say that we're talking about someone who's a sone nachri, you're talking about someone who is a non-Jew, and that's the person you hate. That can't be it. Hatanya sone shamru sone Israel. Because the Brisa writes on this pasuk that this pasuk is not talking about hating a goy; it's talking about hating a yid. So says the Gemara: Sone Sha'amru, Sone Yisrael, Velo Sone Nachri. It must therefore be that it's a Sone Yisrael. Says the Gemara: You're allowed to hate a Jew. Umi Sharia Lemisne. A person is allowed to hate a yid. How can that be? The Torah writes: We know, of course, that the Torah writes that you're not allowed to hate another Jew. It's a big problem. So that we have to make sure that we mitigate people who are different than we are, people have different ashkafas than we are, people who have different views on life than we are. We don't have to hate them. We can hate the idea. We can dislike the idea. We can agree to disagree. But mamish uh, sina, that's a pasuk and chumash. That's losisna zechicha bilvavecha. The Ibn Ezra by the Sarsa Dibros is bothered by this idea of the Torah controlling our emotions. How does the Torah get to determine how we feel? So the, um, the Ibn Ezra gives a beautiful answer by Los Achmod. He's like, he's like your ashkafa is wrong. You, you thought that by Losachmo, that that man's wife was shy to you. That's your problem in the head. There's something wrong. With, you think that a Kodesh Baruch who didn't give you what you needed. That's your problem. And if your Ashkafas were right, then you would not talk, have desired that woman. Same is true over here. If you had your head on straight, you would not hate these people unless Allah warranted that you'd hate these people. So that's what the, the, the Gemara says. And let's continue. We're almost halfway down. 
Sade de Ovid Isura. Uh, here we have we can see that this person did an Isra de Oraisa. So if the person did an Isra de Oraisa, then you're allowed to hate them. Says the Gemara, well, if that's true, then we're all in big trouble because we've all done a lot of Averas. Kule alma nami misne sanile. If that's the case, you should be able to hate everyone. Maishna hai. What, what, what is going on with this? That just by this case, you're allowed to have seen about. Obviously, you can't hate every Jew in the world because they've done an Avera. And we've all unfortunately done Averas. Hopefully, we've done Chuva for them. But Pasha, that we've done Averas. We're specifically talking to this case. So the Rishonim say that there's something unique about Erva. When a person does a, an inappropriate uh, act of intimacy, he knows. It, it, it's like you don't. You might need hasra in a formal way, like in the halachic process, you might need a formal warning before you get malchus. But everybody knows that it's not right. Everybody knows instinctively, minus halachically, we know instinctively that that's not right. If you're in a monogamous relationship, you're not allowed, you're not, we understand, it's like so pashut. So that's why the Gemara says, there you're allowed to have sina. A fascinating idea. That's why some of the Rishonim explained this Gemara. But Nachman Bar Yislak adds, Omar, mitzvah lesano. So not just mutter lesano, it's a mitzvah sasei shel Torah. Shene'emar, yiras Hashem, sonasra. That the way that we fear Hashem is by showing a yira, is by, is by showing a sina, excuse me, of that which is rav, that which is not allowed. So that's uh, a mitzvah. And then ask the Gemara, tzushto, how do we take this a step further? Omar, ravach, abred, the rava, the ravashi, malu, memra, le, le, rabe, le, Let's say, that uh, I know a friend, my, my friend does something inappropriate. Am I supposed to tell my friend's Rebbe? Is that Lashon Hara? Because if there's a mitzvah for Sina, then I want the Rebbe to be able to, be, to fulfill a mitzvah. It's an unbelievable idea. Because why isn't it Lashon Hara? Well, the answer is that it's a mitzvah deraisa. You're enabling a mitzvah deraisa of, of, of Sina, of hating. It's a, again, this sound, all sounds very backwards, but this is the question of the Gemara. Is it, a, is it appropriate to tell the... Uh, the person who violated the Israel is it appropriate to tell his Rebbe? So Amar Lei, Ravashi responds as follows. If the Rebbe of your friend knows you well, and he trusts you as he would, any to aid him, then Lei then Taka you should. But if, you, if he doesn't, if you don't have his ear, if you don't have a connection with him where he knows to trust you, then there's no value in saying anything because he's not going to believe you. So then you should just uh, keep quiet. There are three rabbis. Uh, there are three whose lives are considered to not be lives, even though they're alive. People who have a lot of rachmanos. What does that mean? Rachmanim and gomel That's a Jewish trait. So the Mepharshim here explained that we're talking about someone who is just over the top of a Rachman. Every moment, you can't, you can't put aside the feelings of others. You're so uh, swallowed by what other therapists have a uh, responsibility to lock the key at night. You come home from work, you can't bring everybody's sorrows home with you. You can't. You should be empathetic. You should be sympathetic. You should try to help. But you can't be buried by everyone's problems. It'll, it'll overtake you. So Rachmanim is to a degree. The Rachman and people who can't control their anger. Va'anine Adas, people who are very uh, particular. Amar of Yosef, uh, if that's true, says Rav Yosef, I'm a disaster. Kulhu isnu bi. I am all three of them. I'm a Rahman. I, I can't separate my feelings from other people's. I'm a Raskhan. I get angry sometimes. And I'm a Nine Adas. I'm a very, uh, I'm a very particular person. Another example of three, Tanu Rabban and Shlosha Sonam Zezeh, there are three uh, that hate each other. Eluhein HaKlavim, Batarnagolim, Bachabarim. The uh, dogs hate each other, and uh, some uh, roosters hate each other, and Chabaram are either Persians or people who live near Persia in the outskirts of the cities there, one of the two. 
Some say that it's even true that Zonos hate each other, the competition for work. That the uh, types of, uh, of hatred that you would see in Babel between Talmini Chachamim, just the biting was very, uh, very, very powerful. A little bit more and then we'll stop. We have a couple minutes left. There are three that love each other. Gerim, it's, uh, there are no atheists in a foxhole. They're in a small group. So people who are uh, gerim, they always feel a certain bond, a certain common denominator. Avadim as well, a small group. Um, the Orvim, who would have ever thought that crows, uh, they feel uh, they feel close to one another. Arba, Ein Hadas, Sovaltan. And there are four that uh, that the, the mind cannot even tolerate. We can't even tolerate them. Eluhein, Dal, Gea. You have a person who's a doll who's destitute and he carries himself like this regal regal king. You know he's everybody knows he's destitute because he asks for handouts all the time. So a dalgay, the brain that doesn't sit well on the brain. Asher Mikachesh, you have a person who's very wealthy and he always says, No, 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 I don't know any money here, I don't know any money there. They shut down all their pledges. The Zakain Minaif, you have a person who is an older person, but usually we assume that as a person gets older, they get a better grasp on their uh, on their desires. However, a zakin who is minayi, if you have an older person who's already doing things that are inappropriate, so that's already something that the brain can't handle. Uparnas miskalar tzibor bechinam, and you have a person who is uh, you know asserting power over the tzibor bechinam without any particular reason. and some say a person who divorces his wife once and then remarries her again. So the Gemara says, why why is that why is that last one? Why, why didn't the Tanakama say it? Why was it a Yesh Omrim? Says the Gemara, the Tanakama, why didn't he say that? So answers the Gemara, the reason why the Tanakama didn't include the case about divorce is because Zimna de Ksuva Samaruba, maybe the Ksuva is such a tall order, they, uh, instead of paying the bill, they try to figure out their marriage. Uh, that's one possibility. Or they have uh, practical reasons to stay together. They have children, um, and it's difficult, of course, on the family, and it's difficult on the children. He's not able to divorce her. So this price goes by three and then four, and now we're up to five. So the three that we spoke about were three. Oh, have been the four were the people that we couldn't handle. Here's the five. Chamisha Dvarim Tziva Kenan is Banav. Kenan gave his son the following instructions. Yes, Ehbu you should love each other, but everything else is bad. The Ehbu Gezel, you should love stealing. The Ehbu Azima, you should love inappropriate relationships. The Sinu Es Adonechem, and you should hate your masters. The Altadabru Emes, and you should be just pathological liars. Here's the shisha. Shisha dvarim ne'emarim besus. There are six things that are said about a horse. Oives haznos, they're inappropriate animals. Oives ha'milchama, they love war. Ve'ruch ogasa, they're ba'alei gaiva. Omois ha'sashena, they don't sleep so much. Ve'ochel harbe, they eat a lot of food. Omotzi kima, and they barely go to the bathroom. They barely uh, they barely defecate. Ve'eshomrim, ha'pavakesh laharog ba'ala b'milchama. Some say that uh, they even try to kill uh, their bailim. They try to kill their owners during uh, during wartime. Last section for the night, Shiva, Menudin, Lashamayim. There are seven who are going to be Benidui. Eluheim, Yehudi, She'en, Lo, Isha. If there's a person who decidedly says that they are not going to get married, they remain single without a valid reason, without the effort. V'shiyesh, Lo, Isha, Ve'en, Lo, Banim. A person who has a wife, but they categorically try to not have children. This causes a lot of problems, for sure. We also know the Gemara in Shabbos, it says it's one of the questions that's asked uh, by, by the Olam Ha'emes. And when a person reaches the, the pearly gates, one of the questions the Kaddish Baruch Hu asked was a sakta b'piri v'rivya. But if a couple is specifically trying not to have children, that's going to be very difficult. And here as well, that's going to be uh, very difficult. They're going to be put into a tough category. Let's say that you have children, but you don't raise them to keep Torah. Someone who doesn't wear tefillin on their 
head and tefillin on their mm. arm, but tzitzis bebigdo, and they don't wear tzitzis on a, on a four-cornered garment. Your homes don't have a mezuzah. When you're in public, you should not walk around without shoes on. If you're not even hanging out with the right crowd, then that alone is going to be problematic. We're going to stop right here with Amar Bar Barachana. We'll pick up Emir Sashem tomorrow night with the Kufya Dalit, starting all the way at the bottom of the page. Wishing you all a beautiful day. Good to hang out with you. <laughs> See you then. Okay.